Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and this week on our gaming adventure, we're looking at the news and updates from the State of Play and Pokemon Presents, as well as look at a few new games like Bravely Default 2, Maquette, and the relatively new Remnant from the Ashes. Plus, Turok 2 finally got its multiplayer. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I draw. Okay. I special summon Blue Eyes Alternative White Dragon from my hand by showing you a Blue Eyes White Dragon that's also in my hand and special summon straight to the field. Okay. I set two cards face down and I'll use my uh, Blue Eyes White Dragon's effect and I can destroy your monster without even going to the battle phase so I go for your face down monster card. Whoa, whoa, hold on there, buddy. You've activated my trap card. And it says, I've never lost a round of Natsume Championship Wrestling. All your life points are instantly deleted and I win the match. So I've also never lost a game of Yu-Gi-Oh. That's a lie. That's a complete <laughs> lie. That is an utter lie. I've, I've won so many. You see, here's the thing. I was using my... That was just my fun deck. I, I was using my main deck. Oh, if you were using your main... All right, all right. Listeners, you need to determine if disconnecting via a game crash counts as a victory or a loss. I mean, the odds I looked was, like they were in your favor, but... I was one hit away. You had no monsters and nothing, and I it just disconnected after some of the blue eyes. <laughs> We've actually referenced this duel on the podcast before, but... At some point, we're going to have a, a discussion about the, the legacy of the Duelist game, or whatever it was called, um, for the Switch. Because you've been into that a lot recently, and, and now I'm wanting to get back into it. So, I have something else to say. What you got? You know that Avengers game that we that we talk about mm-hmm. a lot here? I, I, I You know, you brought it up a couple times. I don't here know, and you know, there. You brought it up a couple times. You know. um, it is getting a PS5 update on march 18th like we've said and they have this list of all the like enhancements to ps4 pro version and ps5 version the ps5 version gets so many new things so many things with i guess like the graphics settings or whatever the frame rates stability and all that and i noticed that only the ps4 pro gets improved loading times now that strikes me as a little weird I feel like being a PS5 should be that should make sense. The PS5 version <laughs> gets extremely improved loading times, baby. <laughs> it it just there's different there's different bars on the page for lo- improved loading times and vastly improved loading times. So the PS5 actually gets vastly improved loading times. And they're already like cut in half on the PS5. So like it's another step towards turning this game around. Please turn this game around. I'm I'm just saying, 
I ha- I know someone who still has a PS4, and there's nothing wrong with still having a PS4. I feel like honestly, the only luxury a PS5 owner has over a PS4 owner is just load times. Every game is still being released on PS4. Like I say, it's there's not a lot to aside really from like a few. Be. It's like a few, but it's nothing like groundbreaking. Like you're willing to give up. Like you have to get a PS5 right away. But the only thing I can see is like, yeah, it's just the load times are really good. Yeah, like it's. The PS5 itself doesn't quite have as many games yet because we are starting to see the effects of the, you know, virus-related delays. That's happening now. Um, yeah. Th- that wasn't going to happen right away, but it's happening now. That's actually going to tie into our, our first little story here today. So before we do that, you're listening to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, and we are your hosts in this gaming adventure. My name's Daniel. I'm here with my good friend Robert. How have you been this week? Uh, I've been all right. Getting better. Uh... You know, still trying to do as much normal things as possible during these crazy times. How have you been? I've been uh, very busy and stressed. And you know what's, you know what's, you know what relieves the stress? Some good old fashioned video games. That's true. A lot of things, a lot of things. But I think mostly enjoying playing a good old game, regardless if it's video or board game. Yeah, board games too. Um, So let's go ahead and get started. We had a state of play that happened um, last week, and I let's let's preface this, I guess, by saying it wasn't a groundbreaking state of play. I don't think either of us were like super duper impressed, not disappointed per se, but not like it wasn't like a massive state of play or anything. You can't see it, but I'm facepalming because I was I'm so shocked of how short it really was, and I think it's because we came off a nintendo direct and it was i don't think it's my favorite direct but it wasn't a bad direct either i was like okay it you know it, it got some key moments but this was just like 30 minutes and i was just like it's over when it ended it's over i was like wait it's over yeah there wasn't a lot of new stuff either and it's like the nintendo direct was 50 minutes it had about 20 things i was interested in but that's because i'm really really into the switch but we have a kind of state of play that was an update for the reveal, basically. A lot of these games we've been following since the PlayStation 5 reveal back when we did the test podcast. Our test podcast was the PS5 reveal, and these are some of those same games. So Crash 4 was the first thing. Um, PS5 enhancements for Crash 4. That's really cool. I'm still not super on board with Crash 4 unless maybe it drops on Plus or something. It's just one of those games that seems like it will frustrate me more than anything. Yeah, I, yeah, it's one of those. I mean, talking about, you just beat, like, was it Cyber Shadow? Yeah, Cyber Shadow. It's like, that's my hard game quota for a while. Yeah, so it's like, it's one of those things where you just have to pick and choose a hard game, which that's understandable. If you play nothing but hard games, it kind of maybe stopped the whole point of playing a game which is just to have fun yeah and it's just like it seems like you're doing work and that's something you don't want to do unless it is your work then yeah you should probably do it but if it's a hobby and something to make yourself go easy because of a hard day it's like i don't think playing a hard game all the time would be fun yeah exactly and some people really like hard games or challenging games but you know sometimes you want to you want to sit back relax maybe knock a few zones out in borderlands 3 or something yeah, it's like nothing wrong with it, but sometimes you just want to relax. 
uh, they showed some new Returnal gameplay. Um, as we know, Returnal was supposed to come out this month, March, um, but got delayed till the end of April. Still looking like a really good AAA version of Risk of Rain. A roguelike third-person shooter that's, you know, probably going to have all the bells and whistles of, uh, you know, Housemark and Sony first party. By far my most hyped t- title for the PS5 that's coming out anytime soon, so I am... 100% day one for this. See, what's funny about it, too, is that part... I don't know if you've seen the trailer. I'm not. It's not a major sport. It's nothing that spoils it, because it, it it's a trailer. It's not really gameplay uh, or at all, but the part where they go to the house, it looks like the PT house. It does kind of look like that. And I was just like... Oh, and talk about the next game that they're going to announce and the way they put it, they put it out there. Like... They said, like, get ready. Like, if you're a horror fan, get ready. And then you're, like, it could be anything. It could be, you know, Silent Hill. It could be an, another horror game. Like, and maybe, like, for some reason, Outlast. It's just, like, something. And it would turn out to be the FNAF. But, like, the way they set it up, I was just, like, going off of that. I guess that scenario of that trailer being, a, like, it kind of looked like PT. And then hearing that in the direct, my mind went directly towards, oh, this is a Silent Hill game. But I'm just, like, wait. No, it was like, what was I thinking? I think it was because of the house scene, though. Yeah, I, I'm really not interested in that one, though. But, like, I'm not into that series. It's it's just not caught... It's not caught on for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Returnal, though, that is um, not going to be easy to sell people on a $70 roguelike game in a new yeah. IP. But I want to give it a chance because... You know, Housemark. It's Resogun. They they do those really cool indie games and stuff. It's like this is their like time to shine with the with the cool AAA title. And then and then FNAF is just like ah whatever. <laughs> it it's I understand the point of being smart of what you purchase for a game because obviously there's some people that can't afford to buy games every month. It's like they kind of do have to choose what to pick, but it's a tough sell. I honestly, it's a tough sell, but I honestly think that more people should try out new games. You never know what you can like or, or dislike. Maybe there's a series you thought you would like, you tried it and you disliked it. Maybe there's a series you thought you wouldn't like, or you're, you're never heard of. And then you try it and now you're a fan of it and they have more in the series or there's more coming up or now your support of the game would actually make a sequel. It's one of those where it's a hard sell, but eh, if it's, if the marketing has to be good to really sell it, which I hope, because it kind of has been selling it for me at least. And I know it's been, it's been sold for you. Yeah. And being a single player game, because there's no indication that there's any multiplayer in this, um, it, it will eventually go down in price and more people can try it. So that's just how games work. Next up was Sifu, that Kung Fu game. Looks amazing. Probably not going to be full price, which is cool. Looks like it's a ton of fun. I really liked that reveal. It was the, like one of the only new games that they showed. See, is I'm going to say this and everyone's going to know. You're going to think, and I said this during the, the uh, we watched it together, so I said this. It said, oh, this game looks like Sleeping Dogs, which it does in the sense of combat where it's you surrounded by a bunch of enemies and now you have to use your fist to basically fight your way through it. I'm going to give it to you real. This reminds me of that Jet League uh, game for the PS2. <laughs> That's a deep cut right there. So whoever's hearing this and if you remember that Jet League game for the PS2, you know what I'm talking about. I remember when I first saw the trailer for this, 
and they were fighting in the hallway, I was like, wait, is this like one of those hallway fight scenes, but a game? But then they showed like more areas you can go to. But I'm like, those hallway fight scenes, like, I think it was the first episode of Netflix Daredevil where they had a hallway fight scene. Like, those are really cool. First or second episode, something like that. But Sifu, I'm interested in this. I'm really in. Rise of Honor. That's what that game is called. Rise, Jet, Jet Li, Li Rise Ri- of Honor? Yeah, Jet Li Rise of Honor. That's what it's called. Man, I played that game, and I thought Sleeping Dogs was a sequel to that. Oh, man. It's, it's sort of the same kind of combat, but that's a deep cut for anyone who remembers it. I'm honestly pretty am interested in this game. I'm interested in uh I really like Sleeping Dogs, so this kind of maybe hit a, a scratch that I've been itching for because I don't think they were going to make a sleep. Well, I think they were making Sleeping Dogs too, but I don't think they are anymore. Um, there were some smaller things. Knockout City, they showed that at the Direct. Still not interested. It looks like it's going to be, you, you know, Fortnite-esque. That's a dodgeball game. Yeah, yeah, the dodgeball one. I keep forgetting that that's a thing. Like like I said with the last week's episode, or the one we did with Nintendo Direct, that I left not knowing what it was. And when I watched it, I was like, okay, I know what it is now. But I don't say I'm not interested, but... I don't, yeah, I think it might have me. caught your attention more than it did for me, but I just, I, these multiplayer games like that, I'm just, I'm kind of getting sick of them. <laughs> I'm really getting sick of them. I don't want to say kind of. I mean, uh, with Fall Guys, like I said, it just depends, because you already have games that fit that role, why would you want to replace it with another yeah. game if you're already invested into another one? Exactly. And then there was Solar Ash, which continues to look pretty cool. It kind of reminded me of, like, a 3D Sonic, the way they were showing the gameplay. Um, I don't know if that's the greatest comparison people would want to hear, but that's what it reminded me of. Um, okay, I remember this one, yeah. I, I can see that comparison. Yeah. Um, and then one other one they talked about was Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which looks like maybe God of War plus Godfall, but Kenna. <laughs> it looks okay. I think it comes out yeah. in, like, August. Yeah, uh, I think, wasn't it supposed to, well, because of probably, you know, everything being delayed, I think they said March, but I think with this new trailer, they confirmed at least they're shooting for August. Yeah, so, there was those, and then there there was three other things they talked about that merit a little, a little more in-depth look. Um, Oddworld Soulstorm, that game that we've known about since the PS5 launch, is going to be a free PS Plus game in April, so... Whether or not you were going to get it, it's free to try if you have a PS5. It looks fairly interesting. Um, I've never... Well, I have played Oddworld, but it was back when I was very young on my brother's Xbox. There was like Munch's Odyssey or something, and I don't remember quite understanding how it worked. So, Soulstorm, we've seen this a lot. Kind of glad that it's going to be a a free game on Plus. And in addition to Oddworld, Soulstorm, we had a new trailer for Deathloop, and I actually thought this was the best trailer for it yet. Actually, this one kind of sold me on the game a little more. Don't know if I'm going to really? get it still, but like, yeah, this the, it was like a James Bond-style trailer. The other, like, the other one so, kind of sold me a bit of it, because it's from, it's, it's from Bethesda. Yeah, this is going to be that PS5 Bethesda game before the, the whole buyout. It, it reminds me of dishonored but also wolfenstein youngblood and i i enjoyed that game when we co-op that one i really did like wolfenstein youngblood that's a very unpopular opinion we have about that game apparently but i but, enjoyed it it was fun. yeah it was good um so death loops deja vu james bond style trailer very stylish very cool um definitely it was a cool trailer yeah the aesthetic here is i like it 
And then finally, Final Fantasy VII Remake is getting a PS5 update called Integrate and some new DLC featuring um, Yuffie, who is another character in Final Fantasy VII. And I believe she has purchasable DLC, whereas the upgrade is free for people who own a non-plus copy of Final Fantasy VII. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I'm looking forward to replaying this in 60 frames. And since it's coming to plus, we might could have an episode on this in the future. And Because I, I, I think it merits a playthrough, even if you're not going to, like, challenge yourself with it on, you know, the standard difficulty. I really just think it's uh, it's grown on me since I've played it. The more I think about Final Fantasy VII Remake, the more I appreciate it. Because I don't have, like, any sentimental connection to Final Fantasy VII. So, it's good. Yeah, it's a good I, game. I think I remember your first impressions. You were just like, it's kind of meh. Kind of, yeah. but it feels like it has grown on you because your opinion does change every time we bring it up. Yeah, it, it's grown on me. There's still some parts that are, eh, I don't know, but it's definitely a, a worthwhile, you know, way to spend. I think it took like 25 hours, maybe a little less. It's not, it's not an awfully big game, but it's all right. So that was the state of play. Honestly, let's give it. I'd personally give it 7.5 or 8. It was decent. I wouldn't, I, for me, it was okay, so okay for me is like a five. Okay, yeah, I mean, like, it's for like me, a... it was Returnal, Final Fantasy VII, Integrate, it's like, there's some good stuff for me in there. Most of the stuff we've seen already before, though. Yeah, it, it's it's stuff we've already seen, not really a lot. It was okay. I'm not invested in Final Fantasy, maybe that's why it's okay. I know for some people that they're invested that in this game. That was a big so announcement. That, yeah, that was a big announcement for them, and I get that, but for me, I wasn't invested in it a lot, so it... It's kind of just like it didn't have enough for everybody. Some people will say it's, it was good. Some people say, I say it's okay. It was an okay one. Yeah. So switching gears to Nintendo and the Pokemon company now, they had an event last week too because Pokemon just turned 25. Um, they had a special showcase of three games for the Switch, um, one of which we knew about, New Pokemon Snap. And every time they show something from New Pokemon Snap, I just get so excited because Pokemon Snap is one of those like really chill, casual, fun games that you can just sit back and unwind to. Um, I forget ex- how many Pokemon exactly they have, but I think it was like over 300 or something. But man, every it's such a beautiful game. Like, I can't get over it with this this new Pokemon Snap. Have you seen the most recent trailer? No, I have not seen it. I, it's given I'm more of a Yu-Gi-Oh fan than I was yeah. a Pokemon fan. <laughs> I know, I know. So, but that's just, that's new Pokemon Snap. Biggest thing for me is a pair of remakes of what I considered not only to be the greatest Pokemon game, not only what I considered to be the greatest Nintendo DS game, but what I would easily put in my top five games of all time, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl is getting uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl for the Nintendo Switch as remakes Oh my god. <laughs> it's not every day Nintendo actually does remakes of games. It's very special when they do it. Yeah, not to like the Pokemon games are getting remade sequentially, but to say that I've been waiting for a Diamond and Pearl remake ever since, you know, the, the 3DS came out. It's like because I just wanted more modern versions of Diamond and Pearl. This 
game defined my childhood. Well, or like my adolescence, I should say. I was uh, it was 2007 when Diamond and Pearl came out and I was in middle school and everybody I knew had a Nintendo DS and everybody I knew had Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. So it was just this glorious moment where day in and day out we were all into Pokemon. I have such fond memories of that fond recollections of that time period and such an appreciation for Diamond and Pearl that this is a hundred percent my most anticipated game of the year as of right now uh it's kind of just like where i'm gonna end it because i honestly don't have really much to say about i'll probably i don't know pokemon games the only one i've ever played was red was fire red yeah 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 <laughs> and so i'm like i don't know it's like if you're a pokemon fan i'm more than happy if you you know finally i will i will get you on the say. pokemon bandwagon when this game comes out i'm gonna hype this game back and forth when it comes out shoot i'll buy you a copy <laughs> um, I, I mean i'm fine with Yu-Gi-Oh. anyway so this game is being developed by a different company than game freak the the remake of diamond and pearl that is interesting but game freak themselves are working on a new game in the same region as diamond and pearl called pokemon legends arceus now, this is what people have been kind of clamoring for for years now. This is an open-world Pokemon game. And from what they've shown so far, it looks like Breath of the Wild, but Pokemon. And it's it's coming out not long after the remakes, and I just can't. I'm so excited for this. Like, give me any Pokemon game, and I will always go for Diamond and Pearl. Or anything to do with the Sinnoh region. There's just something like magical to me about the Sinnoh region and i don't want to like gush about it for too long but everything that they showed at this pokemon event is awesome (laughs) and then they did a post malone concert where where cg post malone um went through some cool pokemon style imagery i think that was on the actual 25th anniversary it was it was cute 15 minutes it was all right so that's pokemon i forgot about that yeah i completely forgot about that too (laughs) Uh, I like Pokemon. I think we've established that. But I really like Diamond and Pearl. Anyway, a few other little things this week before we talk about some games here. PS Plus games. Farpoint, that VR game. I feel like that's been free before. But it's back, if it has been free before. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now, that's pretty interesting. Every, I want to say everyone, but a good portion was probably saying it was i didn't want to believe it not in the sense that i didn't i didn't care for it but in the sense i was like the game is pretty new so this is a good like it's surprising that it is yeah but then comes the kick in the face this version's not eligible for the free update to integrate <laughs> it sounds bad but really it's just like come on it's still probably a good game oh of and course it's not even that old and you know you're getting basically a triple a game that's not quite a year old at this point yet or maybe just a year old like it's a it's a very big game for the small scope they're going for like this is a great ps plus game it's it's really on the level of getting destruction all-stars and control both at the same time next month but but they don't want to stop there sony's given us more games it's given us maquette a brand new puzzle game which will which i'm actually going to talk about uh, in a few minutes here and Remnant from the Ashes, which we also started and we're going to talk about in a few minutes here. Yeah. 
Before we do that, though, a couple little things. PSN's no longer doing uh, purchasable movies and TV shows or rentals and stuff like that. Um, good and bad. I guess more people are, you know, hopping on the streaming services. They're all right there for you on PlayStation. You can get your media from that. But, you know, like you said, there's going to be a few people who are going to miss that. I get it, but at the same time, I said there are going to be people that are going to be very uh, upset that that's going to go away. Because it was just probably really, really convenient to have everything in one. Yeah. So, you know, that's not something I ever used, but merited just bringing up because that is a feature that has been there for, you know, ever. And they're giving it up, basically. Um, Epic Games has purchased Mediatonic. It's not just Fall Guys, but I guess the key point is that Epic basically bought Fall Guys. Exactly. And actually, Mediatonic, I learned recently, did a game that I have called Murder by Numbers, a kind of like Picross crossover with like Ace Attorney style like detective shenanigans, but that's besides the point. Epic Games bought Mediatonic, and that's a pretty substantial like purchase. Like I think they increased the team size at Mediatonic now, so this is really good news for Fall Guys. Yeah, a game we know and love. One of those where, if you really think about it, uh, Fall Guys is a, is a team where if you tell them a skin and it's good enough, they'll do it without hesitation. Like, all right, we'll do it. And Epic's a good company when it comes to their skins uh, showing Fortnite. I mean, they've established they can get not only Kratos, but they can get Master Chief, and they're both on different consoles that aren't supposed to be on there and say like obviously Master Chief on PlayStation and then Kratos on Xbox. Yeah. So I just see this not necessarily as a bad thing at all. It's like, well, it's not having the team, it's actually adding to it. You're not gonna like just stop Fall Guys. They're not gonna do nothing like that. And they could probably add way more skins now that would like be pretty cool to games. So I'm you know, I'm all for it. If they can get more power to them then I think they should just go for it. Yeah. And that's also coming alongside news that Fall Guys 4041, the upcoming season, is going to have 50 ranks in their season pass this time as opposed to the usual 40. And we've got a glimpse at some of these futuristic cyberpunky costumes. And honestly, like, I can't wait for this. Like, season 3 was such a blast and we've been having such a good time for it. But just season 4 being what it is already has me like way too hype for this i mean <laughs> way too hype yeah i think out of all seasons season four will be our we're we're into we're very excited for this season yeah it's like we're in the full swing of fall guys like it it's gotten better per season and season three was phenomenal sure but season four being not only longer in terms of battle pass or season pass whatever you want to call it but having a theme that i just adore is oh <laughs> they showed a new picture with some of the costumes on it i'm like i gotta have them all i have to have them all just please put those cajun fries costumes up please oh dude media tonic and epic game please they probably forgot about it they're like wait what oh one day <laughs> call of duty that game everybody knows and love uh, apparently has a thing now where if you have Call of Duty and Warzone on a normal 500 gigabyte PS4, it might not actually fit now, apparently, <laughs> because of the file size. Wow, that is, that's something. That's something I never thought I'd say on the podcast. A game should not take 500 gigabytes. 
That's all I'm going to say. But a game should not take up 500 gigabytes. You can install like 20 other games with that amount of gigabytes. I'm assuming this is like since games on PS4 need to do the copying to do the update. So you need to have double the space open and these games get frequent updates. It's probably like 250 gigs, but you need 250 set aside to update them or something like that. But like... I guess that's good for the people that only play Call of Duty and Warzone, but you can't you can't broaden your gaming horizons or talk about games on a game podcast like this if you only play Cold War and Warzone. I don't think there's anyone in this world that strictly just plays Call of Duty. They have to play something else. There's probably people who strictly play it, but man, I would just get so bored. You know how you know how quickly I got bored of Call of Duty World War Two. Or the Cold yeah. War beta, or the alpha, or whatever we played is... We played, like, four matches, and, and that's basically it. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm done. <laughs> but, there's a new Aliens game coming out that you that you thought looked really good, and I watched the trailer today, and I gotta say, it's pretty good. I've really been... I don't know, I've been really craving, and, you know, and I've been having an itch for, like, Left 4 Dead games, or, like, another, like, Alien game... Where it's just strictly like a bug hunt game. Like the Alien vs. Predator game that was like on the PS3 and Xbox 360. I think from like Rebellion or something like that. It yeah. Was, okay. they, they made it and it was just like there's a... In that one you can play as the Marine and then you can just go bug hunting. And I was just like I've been missing something like that. And obviously the last one was Colonial Marines. And that one didn't do so well. But uh, it had I Isolation too, one. right? Isolation was more of a horror game. Aha. Uh-huh. That's so this what is like, like strictly yeah. action. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm it's kind of like the first movie and second movie where yes, the first one I honestly do think the first one is my favorite because it is a horror movie and I really do like it, but the second one is just as good because it's like it it put it in a different genre, but it was still good. It was still like Marines bug hunting. So it's like I've been missing a game like this. So I'm 100% hoping this game is great. If not great, at least good and it, you know, it does really good things. As you know, a great game, it, it that's a big order, but as long as it's good and you know, they stick to it and they, you know, not funded, but they, you know, the servers, if it's multiplayer, the servers are still up for a while. I would enjoy it because it I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, it it doesn't quite look full price to me. Um, but I was reading an article and it said that they're not intending to make it a live service. That's an instant, like, thumbs up, man. That's <laughs> not a live service. I'm, I'm, I'm already a little more on board than I was with this. Um, I don't necessarily want it to be like a, like a, like a waves-based mode, but what I got from the article makes it sound like this is missions and repeatable missions. I, I might have misread it, but... That it's starting to sound a lot more interesting to me. I hope it has a story, and I hope it is missions like that where you have to, like... Maybe it's like the second one, you go on a planet, it's all full of xenomorphs, and it's, you know, you gotta exterminate the bugs, so... You got to do certain things and turn on certain things and stuff like that. But I also do wish there is a wave mode, just kind of like a bonus mode, and that shouldn't be the main Yeah, it's not a problem if it's a bonus mode. Yeah. I don't want to... There's probably people that do like the Predator game, but I wasn't a fan of it. I wasn't either. I played the beta. (laughs) 
I wasn't a fan because the frames were not good. Uh, it felt like it was repetitive in the sense that you just go in, find something, and get out. It, and I just wish there was a game where you just play as the predator as the Yaucha, and then you just do a really cool like parkour stuff like going like swinging through trees and using cool gadgets and it's like a story-based like game like that and that's what i hope this game is too where it's like i hope it's a story-based game it's about the marines fighting some aliens from what i gather it's a lot of pve fun and you know me robert i'm all about pve fun co-op games man can't get enough of them as long as I don't have to start going up against other players online because I've like lost interest in competitive PvP. So this Aliens game, after watching the trailer, reading the article, I am a little more sold on it. And I'm looking forward to more news on this. I think it'll probably be out this year. So that's good. That's what they're targeting for, hopefully. Um, Other thing to say would be that uh, like we said, this is the fourth anniversary of the Switch. We said that before the, the podcast started. Today, on our recording day, is actually the four-year anniversary, which means Breath of the Wild and Super Bomberman R and all that stuff came out four years ago. And being four years into the Switch, it's got to be my favorite console of all time so far because I've just got so many good things for it. It's just such a collectible console for me i just it's amazing honestly i love it i was in high school when that game when that console came out. <laughs> i Man. was i was in college still i was i was finishing up college when the switch came out <laughs> man that takes me back now i remember when it dropped and everything yeah it's a uh, four I years <laughs> I, I picked up mine maybe like a year later i think i picked up when when smash, when smash came, out, came yeah. out yeah i think it was like a year later and of course, the Switch has Nintendo Switch Online giving us access to some amazing NES and SNES games with more to come down the future, including ones we hope for, like Prince of Persia and all that. It's got uh, so many Mario games. All the 3D Mario games are on it. I know you just picked up um, 3D All-Stars before that March 31st deadline. And yes. it's got something... It's got things that are near and dear to me. It's got the Scott Pilgrim game now with physical coming out. It's got Episode 1 Racer Physical from Limited Run Games who make the best <laughs> like physical Switch games. I don't know. I collect for the Switch. So for me, it's like... Dude, they put The Witcher 3 on the Switch. They did put The Witcher 3 on the Switch. And they put Come Doom on. and Doom Eternal on the Switch. They put Witcher, Doom... I'm telling you, they could probably put GTA 5 if they wanted to. Yeah, like, they give, could the, figure give out the porting a way to job over to there. Panic Button, and they'll work the Doom magic and put GTA 5 on the Switch. It'd be yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. Borderlands the, is on there. The <laughs> Borderlands Com? is on there. Bioshock? What's not on here at this point? Genosha's coming out. I can't wait to talk about that next week. I just... Man. It's like, happy birthday, Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> we've done... We, I mean, think about, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! We've done all the DK Country games on yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I took... We, I brought mine for AX when we went, and we played, like, uh, Mario Kart and Tropical Freeze. Dude, they took... Moon, Remix RPG Adventure, 1997, Japan, PS1 exclusive, put it on the Switch. Japan got a physical version even, and I'm hoping America gets a physical version at some point too. It's like, this is such a perfect console. I love the Switch. I think 
its closing statement is that it's on a roll and hopefully Nintendo keeps this like train going because yeah. it's such a good console and there's so much more to and it's just like you think four years it'll be slowing down but it hasn't no there's a lot just more getting to come. started yeah if that direct is any indicator through. if that's the direct they show us after virus delays and everything and there's 20 games i'm interested in that's that's being that's called being on a roll <laughs> yeah all right so i do have one last little bit of news and that is this week's Nintendo Direct rumor. Sponsored by Markers on the Map presents Trial by Energy Drink. This week's flavor is the Dark Souls of Dragon Fruit. And I've been informed to not say the title of this game yet. Alright, alright. It's a secret one right here. Are you ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Croc's here to steal the show. I'm here on Angel Island, home of Knuckles, the saint himself. Knocked all these other games off of the shelf. Docked the Switch and turned it on. Two-player co-op and hours are gone. A whole new adventure in the Knuckles world. A family-friendly foray for men, women, boys, and girls. A platforming saga. And we're doing it right with levels taking place in both day and night. Evil Eggman's got a new plan to achieve in which he goes around cutting down all of the trees with his henchmen. New foes called the fire. And saving my friend's island is all that I desire. Take control of the crew. Not one, but two. Over 50 zany levels, but you already knew. Change our costumes and power us up. And we'll let you know when enough is enough. Because the game can be played in many different ways. And your choices and consequences and the quotes that we say. So come on, let's go. And stop destruction with a little co-op or the online function. So wait. And hold right up. The main man Knuckles has to stay his stuff. Uh, yeah, it's me, Knuckles. Angel Island Supreme, King Knuckles is back, and I got my new friend Croc here on this track. It's a game starring me and him, not Sonic. It's in the vein of a certain game made by Platonic, but we're 16-bit, and we're repping it hard, and we got a few surprises, but we're not showing the card. You gotta play it to believe it. Use your eyes, and you can see it. I love this game so much, Croc. Is there a way that I can be it? Charge up! It's Super Knuckles! New chaos coins are where it's at. But how do you get them? I can't tell you that. Just know that there's more to the game than what's on the cover. Think you did one quest? Here, have another. Find alternate paths and tricky new routes. Customize us both from our hats to our boots and rage forth across every single level at a brisk, windy pace that'll stop you feeling from disheveled. And I say... Listen up here real good. Knuckles, please tell us you wish I would, but I'll bite... And the day does not try because we got at least six more characters joining in on the fight. But who? You'll need to wait and see because it's Croc and me making history in a brand new game called Croc 3. And Knuckles. Mark drop. Oh no. That's all? That's what he says, right? <laughs> that's, what, that's what Knuckles says, right? I can't believe I did that after only doing it <laughs> No, No laughs or giggles. That was clean. I absolutely think this is going to be the best game ever. Okay, so I I thought it was going to be Diamond and Pearl remakes, but move on over, Diamond and Pearl remakes. We got Croc 3 and Knuckles. Man, Knuckles is probably your favorite Sonic character. He might be. Who? He's classic. Anyway, who... What other character do we talk about more than Knuckles? Maybe Sonic himself. (laughs) But no, Knuckles is probably cooler, huh? I don't think there's any other character we talk about more than Knuckles. Yeah, that's true. Knuckles has all the good music, all the good levels. He's really cool. He came out in Sonic 3 and Knuckles. 
a game which features a, a piece of music that I really enjoy more so than other really good pieces of music from that game. So, And look, Croc is in the mix this time. We haven't seen Croc in, what, 21 years? Since, since 21, what the heck? I think 2000 was when Croc 2 came out. I could be wrong, wow. but I'm pretty sure. Dance, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, and, and you know, it's not a 3D platformer this time. It's a, it's a 16-bit, kind of probably sounds like it's in the vein of Sonic Mania. One of those, like, perfect games, I would say. You, we, could we call Sonic Mania a perfect game? Or at least close? Sonic Mania is probably the most... Yeah, it's, it's a perfect game. Come on, it's everything Sonic was good at times 10. Yeah. Sonic Mania is probably the most perfect Sonic game ever. Like a Sonic fan game turned into an actual game. And all the right pieces are there. So if, if they bring... Like, maybe... I'm, I'm guessing here that they're going to bring a team similar to the Mania team onto this Croc 3 and Knuckles. You can't go wrong. I mean, we'll, we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah, but I would say I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, there are all the new Sonic announcements. You never know. They could retire Sonic and just put Knuckles to replace him. Exactly. And I don't care, man. Forget Vector. It's all about Croc. Croc and Knuckles. <laughs> Anyhow, we played some games this week that we are going to touch on, you know, a little bit. Um, so... Remember when we were recording last week and I said, oh, you remember Turok is probably coming out on the PS4, right? Yes, I remember that. Lo and behold, that actually happened that day in the middle of the night. And before the episode even went up, Turok and Turok 2 went on the PS4. But with Turok 2, just like I was hoping for in the podcast last week, they did actually bring the multiplayer they also patched the Switch version with the multiplayer and added crossplay. So this weekend I was playing quite a bit of Turok 2 multiplayer, which is absolutely the most chaotic fun I've had playing an online shooter in a long time. <laughs> oh man. Turok, I, I still need to play that Turk Evolution game I had, but talk about just like a dream coming true. I know, like we've been talking about this for a while. Um, as far as like dreams coming true this is a dream um the turok 2 multiplayer is completely inconsequential the matches last about 10 minutes it's like the first to five to ten minutes it's like the first to like 20 or 30 frags and it's just you run around it's arena style you defeat your opponents you don't have anything tied to rank you don't have you know loadouts or anything you just go on you play for a couple minutes you enjoy yourself and have fun and it's done there's like 15 maps or something there's a mode where you can fight against waves of dinosaurs which to me for as old as Turok 2 is seems revolutionary um it's got crossplay, 16 player lobbies and it's just so consistent you there's no load times after you you know after your character dies there's no load times in between matches it's such a it's so, it's like, oh, I don't even know how to put it into words at this point. I'm just so happy that they put it in. I don't know. It's just like, really do think about it. They added a mode to a game that, when did like, those remake come out? They came out like maybe It was like two year years ago. ago. Yeah, it was like two years ago. Like, and this was a, like the PS4 version is new, but the Switch version, I've had my limited run copy since like December 2019. And that was well after it came out. So the fact that, they, that, 
that um, Night Dive, the studio that worked on these ports, added in the multiplayer at this stage is like, I got to applaud them for sticking with it. It's it's amazing. It it kind of now gives those people who have Turok and they maybe 100% and they're just like, oh, well, you know, yeah, 100% it, maybe years later I'll play it. But now it kind of gives an incentive to get on it back again because of the multiplayer. And, and in addition to that, it also makes me kind of want uh, a multiplayer like suite that's like that in a modern game where it's just silly fun for a couple of minutes. Like, I think we're missing that nowadays. I think the, the you know, the loot box or the cosmetic monetization or the loadouts have gotten in the way of something being like on the base level completely fun. Like there is nothing but absolutely base level fun to be had on the on the Turok multiplayer, and I would recommend it to people solely based on that. Even if you weren't interested in playing the single player, and Turok Two single player is rough. It's amazing. It's rough. It's got like the levels are insanely big and very confusing. But I would honestly recommend it for the multiplayer now, and I just hope that it stays active. Um, but between all the communities that are running it. Um, I think it's got it's got a little bit of a chance. Let's just hope let's just hope it lasts longer than most other games that get. Unless I don't know, if I don't know what games get a multiplayer later and they just don't stay for that long. Yeah, and like I'm not saying this community for Turok Two is ever going to be massive. Like it's already small, but I just hope that it stays consistent. Is what I want to get at. So. It is steep to ask $20 for Turok 2 on PS4, I think, but it'll go on sale at some point. People might be, you know, more inclined to pick it up, but Night Dive, they're doing good work. Anyway, uh, Bravely Default 2, I picked that up. Um, I'm not too far into it, so I'll just touch upon it. This is... I've never played Bravely Default or Bravely Second, so this is my first experience with the series. This is very much a classic feeling rpg this is not going to be for everybody this is methodical this is something where i feel like even on casual i need to make good use of all the weapons and tools jobs at my disposal um so the conceit of the battle system is that you can have up to three things called brave points i think they're called and you can spend three at any given time so you start with zero you can spend three taking you to negative three to attack four times in one turn but the penalty for doing that is that you have to wait it turns until your battle points charge back up to zero to be able to use any attacks again so you can also do default to earn a battle point and mitigate that if you want to do four attacks so it's a it's kind of hard to get used to but I'm, I'm working my way through it it's tough i will say that the first couple of bosses feel designed to punish the player for not knowing how to the second boss of the game deflects physical a lot of times and you barely have any magic by that time so it's kind of it's a little mean is what i'll say it's a little mean yeah, it, it seems like it's going it's coming off of being a little mean. And it's also grindy. And 
I'm obsessing over the jobs, so it's like, do I want to max out all the jobs for all the characters? I guess grinding is part of the experience of this game, which is why I say it's definitely not for everyone. But you'd think playing on casual, it would be, you know, straightforward, I could get through the story. But no, I'm, I'm finding some difficulty with it. And that's because I normally don't elect to play the turn-based JRPGs in the more classic vein. Like, I'll go for Persona. Persona continues to modernize. Shin Megami Tensei as a whole continues to modernize. and But this this is a little... I, I've only put a couple of hours into it. So th- I don't have much to say, but it's a little... Off the top, it's a little... It's a little mean. <laughs> so Would you recommend me this game? I would not recommend you this game. I, that's... That, that, definitely off the top of my head, I, there's not very many people I would recommend this game to. But we'll see how, it, how we progress with it. And, you know. We'll see. It's a good game to, to do some grinding while you listen to a podcast, though. Like like Markers on the Map. <laughs> um, I did try Maquette on PS5. It's a PS Plus game. Played for about an hour. Very charming, but also, like, seems like it's going to be, like, devastating and sad. So I kind of going to put it on hold for now. Um, it's a game where... It's a puzzle game where you drop items in and out of an area where one's like a model of the area and one's the big area and you use that to change the shape and size of the items so like you would take a bridge drop it in the small area and you'd have a big bridge in the big area that's the best way i can explain it there's like three sizes to go through but oh i just it's it's gonna be a tearjerker i can tell (laughs) oh no but uh Uh, maybe later i'll probably do the same thing i'll probably put it off for now yeah absolutely worth a uh, try though doesn't look like a awfully hard plat either i've never quite played a game like that kind of like the puzzle based walking simulator but i'm i'm for it it's 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 charming to say the least but i don't think i'm in the mindset for a sad game right now so um I will get back to it eventually. I, I do want to yeah. at least finish Maquette. And I guess the last game we're going to bring up this week is something we started last night. Both of us are playing it together. Uh, the other plus game for this month, Remnant for the Ashes. So what do we got going for it so far? I've enjoyed it, honestly. Actually, I've been enjoying it. Uh, I haven't really run into anything that's like... I haven't tried. It's like Borderlands. It's like Demon Souls. It's like it's kind of like a lot of those games that I've been kind of playing recently. Like I've been playing Bloodborne. To kind of took a break from it, but I had I did play a good portion of Bloodborne. Yeah. Uh, always playing Borderlands, so it kind of reminds me of those games. Also, Dishonored for some weird reason. I don't know if it's the the art style and just kind of the way it looks. It kind of reminds me of Dishonored, but that's just the only vibe. Yes, it's not really gameplay of Dishonored, but it's just maybe the look and vibe it gives off. But mostly like borderlands and and like diablo and stuff like that yeah it gives me the vibe of the dark souls of borderlands or something like that it's very much a shooter first and there's like procedurally generated areas which reminds me of diablo's random areas on like diablo 3 when you go to the forest it's like there's a different layout or you go to this dungeon there's different layout it's doing a good job, I think, of easing us into the mechanics. And we came across that first boss, and we had to understand that, yes, there's a giant room we can maneuver. Like, this is a game where yes. it gives you it gives you the surroundings you need to, to solve your problems, yes. I think. 
It only took us maybe like three tries to do it. Yeah. But it is also devious. Like, we were being swarmed by enemies right by the checkpoint. Uh, yes. That doesn't necessarily happen in any Bloodborne or Sekiro that I've played. But um, we were just right past the checkpoint and there were enemies coming down the uh, the hallway for us. So, in that regard, it's a little mean. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, it's not as difficult as, I will say, like, Dark Souls and oh. all that stuff. Like, Bloodborne, I've... Man... I probably had to level up my character a good couple times before I can even attempt the first, like, boss. Yeah. Compared to this, where it's, like, it only really had to go back maybe once to get some upgrades, and that's about it. And upgrading is not very difficult to understand either. It's pretty, you know, clean and clear what you do, and this is how you do it. So it's it's pretty good in that sense. Yeah, and we only played an hour, but I think that that first initial hour after the tutorial gave us a good look at what what it will become, what we'll be doing in this game. It's got a similar structure to Diablo in that there's like a campaign and an adventure mode. The drop-in, drop-out co-op is very, it's much appreciated. There's a good, you know, dynamic between the two of us where I'm using like the light handgun and you're using the heavier weaponry. And playing this in co-op is good because enemies will approach from all directions, it seems. Um, Things will catch us off guard. (laughs) I cannot tell you how many times I tell you, dude, run or be careful behind you. And how many times I'm like, I hear something. Something chasing me. Turn around. There's just a big monster enemy chasing after me. Or like 50 of those little orb dudes. Like, oh, those guys are kind of of annoying. Just come and just like beat me up. Yeah, the orb guys are kind of annoying. So I think we're going to continue on with that one. Yeah, I'm willing to play it more. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I've heard of Remnant. I've I've heard it's very good and people like it, but I just like the formula. I like the Borderlands formula. And when you and I've always wanted Borderlands to have, you know, randomized areas for at least like dungeons or something. So it's like I like that. This is third person Borderlands, but also Dark Souls at the same time as it is Diablo, and we can just toss in any other game we want. <laughs> it's a third person shooter. It must be Max Payne three. <laughs> oh man max Payne 3 yeah i've played that game i've played max Payne 3 i've never played max Payne. that's surprising i it's never played max tough. Payne. it's a pretty tough game i'm surprised they've never ported it past like the ps3 gen <laughs> i'm surprised by that too i feel like it could have been like an early ps4 like like kind of like the uh, last of us yeah like a like a remastered version or something but no max Payne yeah. 3 i think is stuck on that uh ps3 that's a surprise gen. yeah that's a surprise. Yeah. Alrighty. So, played a couple games this week, you know. Not, I've, I've been really busy, so I haven't got that much played. But, you know, we'll continue on with Remnant. Try to continue on with Bravely. Only other thing I did this week was buy my warp pipes in Animal Crossing. So now I can fast travel my island, and I'm very happy with that. I've just been, for some reason, and you said it, the Yu-Gi-Oh bug got me. Yeah. It bit me. I've been on Yu-Gi-Oh like all day, like straight. Either looking at my actual like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and actually like changing my deck here and there, or just playing the Yu-Gi-Oh Legacy of the Duelist on the Switch. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing me getting on that in the future because I'm starting to, I'm getting the itch for a card game. Yeah, itch, yes, dude. I'm like, <sighs> but what, what I honestly, what I hate too though, it's like the creator literally said it's more fun to play against an actual person and an opponent which i honestly do agree because playing Yu-Gi-Oh on the switch like yeah it's somewhat 
satisfying, but it's like, but I'd rather actually play a real Yu-Gi-Oh match because it is different. It just, it, it hits different. Yeah, it's like the difference between playing, say, I know, like, people play Magic the Gathering Arena, an online card game, but, like, you miss the interaction with people. It's unfortunate that people haven't been able to get together, but we will play some card games, like deck builders, card games, all that good stuff. It's, it's, I see the light at the end of the tunnel for card oh, games yeah. and board games and all that stuff. But there's there's always video games, and there's a way to play Yu-Gi-Oh! on the Switch, and I'm thoroughly convinced that I need to get back on <laughs> Legacy of the Duelist. Oh, yeah. And not just even on the Switch. It's on, like... Oh, yeah. It's actually it's probably on all multiple... I, Maybe it's on Xbox. It probably is, but it's on PS4 and Steam. Frequently so. goes on sale. I think it was like fourteen something last week, or might be currently. I'm not too sure if that sale ended or not. But I digress. It's worth buying because sometimes you just want to play a Yu-Gi-Oh match. But I understand how people don't want to invest their time and effort into it. Yeah. In an actual physical means, but it's like then just buy that. It, it, it'll satisfy you just as much as the actual game. You got like ninety percent of the cards in the game anyway. Yeah, it's like you get you unlock them, you get them in booster packs. So it's like it only reason I say that I I'm not satisfied is because I've do, I've played Yu-Gi-Oh before. So now it's just like that missing feeling of playing that game. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like it's been a while. Anyhow, with that being said, we about done for this week. I think that should wrap up this week. Yeah. Alrighty, and as usual, guys, we want to thank you so much for listening. Every listen makes makes us feel good we appreciate every single one um so you can listen to us on apple Podcasts. please rate and leave a review and you can also look at our podbean site and find the podcast or google podcast or spotify but apple Podcasts, i think is the best place to listen to it and also the nicest interface in my own opinion so thank you for that we'll be back next week as usual And I guess there's not much left to say besides Sega. Please re-release Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Cap Zone music. It would mean a lot to uh, us here in the Markers on the Map community. And that the real Marvel nemesis, Rise of the Imperfects, was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.